Hello, trainers and Pokemon alike. Welcome to Peak Happy Podcast. It's gym battle day. This is a show where we go through uh, every episode of the Pokemon anime one at a time, kind of chronicling Ash's journey as a human being and those of his friends. Today, we are in advanced generation covering the Lava Ridge Town gym battle episode Going, Going, Yawn. So we establish right off the bat, this is Flannery's first gym battle. Training wheels are off. Let's do it. I love Flannery, my girl. I've never been one for bearing my midriff, but I'm pretty sure I've owned that exact pair of jeans like 15 separate times throughout my life. Like, I just dig her aesthetic. But first thing in the episode, Brock asks Ash if he has a strategy. And the boy sure does. He's so ready. So what are Ash's chances on paper? That's one thing I like to do come gym battle day. Like, the plot of this episode are over a decade old. Like, we all know the plot. But it's interesting to look at all the options Ash has available to him, as well as the gym leader, and just work through some of the odds he's facing. So, on paper, Flannery's expertise is fire, fire, and more fire, and Ash is basically the opposite of that. It's got some pluses and minuses, like this immediately puts Trico at a disadvantage, but Ash has got good old Corefish, so that's a plus, a water type. And Pikachu. Pikachu will wreck just about anything. And her Macargo are part rock type, making Iron Tail an advantage. Talo is not especially advantageous. Most of its attacks are very physical, which, which gives it some problems going up against Pokemon that are basically all fire or have super high rock type defenses. But we've also proven that Taylo is super tough, like Taylo will take thunder attacks from Pikachu, so it could be helpful elsewhere. We're at a point in the season where Ash is starting to get his teamwork act together with these guys, so so we're at the point where I wouldn't count anybody out completely, but definitely only about 50% of his team looks like it's really going to succeed here. For Flannery, she works hard, she plays hard, uh, her Pokemon can do a lot of destructive damage, and that's what this battle will probably come down to. It's less of a chess game and more of a direct show of power, who can get in the fastest, deal the biggest hit, get out the fastest, take the most hits, um, which is something that suits Ash's current team and his general battle style quite well. Ash tends not to be the kind of challenger who uses things like trick room and <laughs> and stuff like that. He's very much he's very much a sweeper. So I'd say his chances are pretty good depending on which Pokémon he goes with. If Corfish is not on that team today, he's in for an uphill grind. If Trico is, 
Bless you, Trico, but that's basically subtracting a team member in this fight. Um, but maybe Ash will want to take the training opportunity. At Ash's best, though, with his hardest hitters and best players and playing to type advantage, I'd say he and Flannery are pretty well matched. They have similar sensibilities when it comes to battling, and when it comes to dealing heavy damage, I'd say they're about on par. Flannery is new to gym leading, but you can tell that she loves to battle just as much as Ash does. So in this situation, I'd say the two are peers, they're meeting as equals. Now, where Ash has any advantage is in his team's ability to diversify type. Flannery is pretty focused on her goal of training fire types and fire attacks, just that little bit of secondary rock or ground involved. That's not to say she hasn't prepared for, say, a water-type assault, and generally with these types of trainers who specify heavily one particular type, they're very equipped to handle Pokémon that are type advantage to them. So that might be something to watch out for, but it does give Ash the slight edge on paper. So let's see how it plays out in the actual episode. As expected by pretty much everybody, Ash leads with Corfish. And to the surprise of everyone, though maybe we should have expected it, Flannery doesn't know the rules of the gym. Only the trainer can make substitutions, it's a pretty common rule. But as we established last episode, Old Gramps didn't do much of a training or orientation for Flannery before he peaced out, so... Yeah. Flannery is in the process of reading rules and such. She's starting to come off as a total novice, uh, displaying a lack of confidence that we haven't seen yet. Like, at all, from her. Ash is starting to think it's going to be an easy win. While that internal dialogue goes on, Team Rocket, meanwhile, you know they have a scheme. Today's is to tunnel under the gym. Never mind that they have done this exact same thing before and failed. At least James is self-aware enough to realize it. But no, this time they'll get it right. Ash will never see it coming. And to be fair to them, he usually doesn't, so they may have something there. Anyway, one thing to notice about the gym battle, Pikachu is cheering from the sidelines. Generally, that indicates that Ash does not intend to use Pikachu. So that's interesting. It looks like his plan might be to let the Hoenn team shine, especially if he's starting to get the impression that Flannery is an easier win. Um, but it makes me wonder who is second when Corfish inevitably fails. He can't take on three of them, surely. Uh, but right now it is Corfish and Mag, Macargo versus Corfish. I think we know who has the upper hand. Nevertheless, Ash does a rare thing for him. He focuses on defense. He has Corfish use Harden. As Max says, it's a good move in this case. Just <laughs> for Ash, <laughs> he's grown up so much. He's waving off Brock's backseat driving. He's so confident and in control. I love Hoenn Ash. He's so grown up from the kid he was in last season. My boy. But this calm and in-control attitude of Ash's is making Flannery mad. She's got a few tricks of her own with Double Team. Like Ash has never dealt with that before. His usual strategy for dealing with this is just hit everything until something breaks. Works like a charm. Flannery and her Pokémon are in trouble. She's starting to panic. But then the words of her grandpa come to mind. In the past, he was always telling her to keep a cool head, stay calm, don't panic, in order to succeed in Pokémon battles. It's not something that comes easy to her, but she can try. And by staying calm, she is able to make better decisions about how to handle Ash's Corfish, using Reflect to deflect a vice grip attack. And with that, Flannery's turning the tide, 
Mag uses Sandstorm and blows Corfish back, who manages to endure and fight back with Bubble Beam, which is rendered useless by Sandstorm. Ash's new plan? Corfish attack the Sandstorm. It's a very direct approach. And it works! Corfish blasts through the Sandstorm with Crab Hammer all the way to poor Mag, who, despite Flannery's assurances, is not able to dodge. And so, Mag faints. The round goes to Corfish. Meanwhile, Team Rocket is digging under the gym and hits a water pipe, so they blast off and Flannery might have some repair bills she needs to deal with later. For now, though, Ash is choosing to switch out Corfish. Interesting. And send in Trico. Even more interesting. Remember, on paper, most of Ash's advantage comes from not using Trico, so... <laughs> Clearly today is a training day. Or maybe Ash watches this show and knows that the type advantage really works best for him in reverse. It might seem like we're at a disadvantage, he says. Trico, little speed demon it is, dodges Slugma's flamethrower and runs in for a quick attack and smacks into a wall. Stupid reflect. With that invisible wall up, nothing Trico does will have much effect, and since Trico will be barbecued with one attack, Ash needs to bring down that barrier and fast. Trico can't dodge forever, and once Flannery uses smog, even that becomes a problem. Ash has it fight back with Bullet Seed. The theme today, just attack everything until something faints. It does not work this time, and Trico gets body slammed by Slugma. It's looking rough, but Slugma is out of cover from smog, and Trico knows exactly where it is, on top of it. So, Bullet Seed to the face can't possibly miss at this range, of course it hits and Trico escapes. It manages to dodge another flamethrower, mostly, gets a little bit singed. Flannery is starting to come into her own here, upping her game. Ash recalls Trico now, and sends Corfish back out. Meg tries smog again, but Corfish beat back a whole sandstorm with Crab Hammer. A smog attack is nothing. All is going great for Ash, until Slugma uses Yawn. And Corfish falls asleep. I'm sure Ash is having flashbacks, like, OMG, this is how I lost Indigo League. Flannery attacks while Corfish is sleeping and Ash is forced to return it. So, Corfish is out. Trico is hurt and probably not super useful here. Who else have I got? Oh my gosh. That's when Pikachu jumps onto the field, like, I'm here, coach, put me in! And Ash is like, oh, thank Arceus. Leaving Pikachu on the bench was a mistake. He may have underestimated Flannery a bit. Which is no huge fault. Flannery also underestimated Flannery. So now Pikachu's in the match. We are playing serious ball now. And Pikachu manages not only to dodge a flamethrower, but quick attack so hard that he shatters the reflect barrier completely. I'm not sure that's how it actually works, but okay. And all Flannery's attacks, they're the same as before, but with Pikachu, he's more prepped to deal with them. He's seen them all before, and Ash is calmer in guiding him because... Their teamwork together, their experience together is perfect. He and Pikachu have a shorthand and a communication that, that he just doesn't have with his other Pokemon yet. It's great. Despite that, though, Pikachu does take a flamethrower to the back, and it nearly wipes him out, but he gets on his feet for a thunderbolt. Flannery taunts Ash a bit, like, strong attacks are worthless if they miss, but he's like, oh, please, you underestimate my Pikachu's ability to barbecue everything in sight, whether it meant to or not. Finite precision, Pikachu's still a bit touch-and-go sometimes, but if you need him to level the countryside, easy. 
So the smog clears, and sure enough, Slugma is sparking. Pikachu was surely not efficient with that attack, a lot of wasted energy, but he did not technically miss. From there, Ash and Pikachu are moving fast just to wreck Slugma before Flannery can call for another yawn attack. And they do. So while Flannery recalls her Pokémon, old Mr. Moore has some mental dialogue where he berates Flannery for letting down her guard, etc. He finishes it with some affirmation, like, you'll get there, Flannery, but... You know, if the guy felt she wasn't quite ready, then maybe he shouldn't have just pieced out the way he did. I, I have some issues with this guy. Like, you don't get to complain about the job your replacement does if you didn't take any effort to, like, train them or think they were ready for the job in the first place, and left without doing anything about it. Cut to Team Rocket, who are taking a break from evil and enjoying a hot spring, which is really what they should have done all along. And then inspiration strikes Meowth. Unfortunately, we need to give the boss a hot spring. I'm interested to see how they plan to steal and deliver that, but we may never know because this hot spring is actually the exclusive hangout of some Ursa Ring, and they are not willing to share. So Team Rocket goes blasting off again. Anyway, Flannery's last Pokemon is Torkoal, whose defense is a good match for Pikachu. Whether it's electricity, physical attacks, like, nothing seems to work on Torkoal, with a constant upkeep of iron defense and the like. Pikachu and Ash are getting a little frustrated. And then Torkoal uses overheat and completely takes Pikachu out. Well, that sucks. Pikachu's down. Corfish is asleep. All Ash has is an injured grass type. His odds just went way down. Ash picks up Pikachu and gives him to Brock and May to take care of while he tries to figure out what the heck he's going to do. He sends out Trico first, and to the surprise of absolutely no one, Trico gets taken out in one hit. So, there's no one left but Corfish, who stays asleep through an overheat attack, but it does not faint. Virtue of being a water type and that overheat does less damage the more it's used. That doesn't make Torkoal any less dangerous. Another attack completely engulfs Corfish, but this time the heat is enough to wake Corfish up, and it's mad. So now we're having a real battle. Torkoal is pulling the same stops it did against Pikachu, Iron Defense and Sludge Bomb, so Corfish is having a rough time. Brock's shouting for Ash to just forfeit already, which is like, come on, bro, be a little supportive. The tide has turned a little in my favor. So, Ash ponders a bit on how to deal with this impenetrable iron defense and hits on an idea. He has Corfish hit Torkoal again with Crabhammer, but this time, hit it on the side of the turtle shell. We're basically gonna play shuffleboard. Torkoal's shell spins around like this demented dreidel until it's too dizzy to stay in its shell, and then it's a sitting duck for Bubble Beam. So, the match goes to Ash. Both he and Flannery take a minute to congratulate their Pokémon, and then Mr. Moore comes over to both congratulate and berate Flannery. Sigh. It's not like she's been trying to apply for the job here. You ran off and left her with the job whether she was ready or not. So, ugh. Well, Flannery feels like she's learned something and is inspired, so I guess something good came of this in the end. She goes over to Ash to bestow upon him his new gym badge. Well done, Ash. I can't remember off the top of my head what is next what his next gym is. It probably will be a while for us to get to it, because I think we have another one of May's contest battles first. But he's making pretty good time through this region. 
And even though it didn't work out super well for him in this battle, you can see that he's taking some real effort to train his Pokemon, not just win. Because Draco had no business being in this battle, except to learn how to handle fire types. Which it kind of did for a hot minute. But, like, that's the move of somebody who wants to train their Pokemon to be the best they can be, and not just wants to win badges for himself. Because if he just wanted to win, you know, he had a he had a Pokemon that was not a grass type that could have done okay, and probably wouldn't have gotten KO'd in one hit, because nothing has KO'd Talo in one hit, ever. If indeed Talo will consent to fainting at all. But anyway, on that celebratory note of having gotten a new gym badge, we are going to end the episode. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I hope you all enjoyed it, and we will continue on with Advanced Generation next time. This has been Peak Happy Podcast. Gotta catch them all. Yeah.